Welcome to episode 108 of Inside Jogging Podcast. Less busy weekend on the racing front, but there's still Valencia half and Leeds Abbey Dash 10k to cover. We've got all our usual segments, which will definitely, maybe, include a listener question or two this week. But for all of that, in a week where Storm Babette has wreaked havoc across most of Northern and Western Europe, let me welcome to the show a man who's actually not here, whose immune, immune system has taken a battering of its own this week. I was going to say, how's the freshest flu, Josh? But he's still out on a run. Shane, how's his freshest flu? Um, I think he's just being soft and um, he needs to stop kissing all those girls and boys. So just for context for listeners, um, Josh Josh messaged uh, us on, on Sunday. He said he had a cold. He did 20 miles, which we'll talk. he'll come to later. He then couldn't record the podcast yesterday because he was had too much of a cold and went into quite detail with us we then i then went on strava in the evening and he'd been out for an eight mile run and a bike ride so he seems to think he's the one not being soft but we'll we'll let you be the judges anyway let's welcome my other co-host who is actually here this evening um and while most low-lying parts of the country sit underwater. He's sitting pretty in his new castle on the hill by the cathedral. Someone's doing well, Shane. <laughs> if I owned it, then, yeah, I'd be doing very well. Yeah. Well, I don't, so. Shane's currently streaming off, off 4G, so hopefully he stays with me. Otherwise, it's just me, which will be fun, a fun episode. Um, so, no broadband for two weeks, then. No, no broadband for two weeks. So it's not too bad, but means I can't watch the dogs on the cameras um, and see what mischief they're getting up to in the daytime. Are you eating McDonald's? I am. <laughs> Standard shape. But when I saw Josh was going to be late, I, was, I needed some petrol. I'll get some petrol. And whilst I was there, I was like, I might as well get McDonald's. So Might as well. Might Although, as well. top tip for listeners, I've still got, I had two of those like, McDonald's prizes thingies, uh, uh, the Monopoly things. Yeah. So I got those, and then I just got some chips to top up my order. So for one ninety nine, when I got to the window, she didn't ask me for the stickers, so I've kept them. So I'll be going again this week to cash in on that again. So get, your, get your healthy eating in for the for the marathon main part of the block. Might as well. Right, you can go into your week then, um, which. As normal, started on Monday. Have you got it, or do you want me to? Yeah, got it. We're there. Um, we're on Strava. So Monday the sixteenth, that'll be. So yeah, a day after we did Peterborough half, um, I felt pretty ropey. To be fair, I mean, I'd only planned some shorter runs, but I'm pleased I did. So I did well, just under fifty minutes. So I did forty nine minutes, um, six point six two miles. Um, I'm not actually sure what pace that was. I ran that with with Tom and Sophie after work. Uh, Tuesday, I think I ran with Tom again. Actually, um, did an hour, so that was again just a plan. And it, it, I must admit, 
obviously I'm not quite on the mileage that, that you are and what Josh Reach is, but it felt really nice like being on Tuesday and only having like 15 miles on the clock. Um, I felt quite, quite fresh for that. Wednesday, we had, we, we kind of wanted half a session and the week was meant to be easier because we planned on doing the half marathon. So we went out and we did medium long run with surges. Because we're doing a marathon, our long runs are long. It means the medium is, well, it's worked out just under 16 and a half miles. It was now a 45. And I think after about, maybe after 50 minutes or so, we did two minute surge and four minutes off. Now, it was very, very, very windy for this run. You'll be proud of us, Aaron. So what we managed to do was all eight surges... It was only the last 30 seconds of the last surge that we actually had a headwind. Every single surge was a significant backwind, which was wonderful. Um, so in terms of lap paces, uh, 5.03, 5 minutes, uh, 5.06, 4.55, 4.57, 4.55, 5.02 and 4.56. Um, it's just one of those runs where like legs felt pretty ropey to start on that first surge. And then we, um, I just felt better as it went along, to be honest. And by the time the run had finished, I, I felt fine. I was, however, a little bit angry before this run because we were meant to get it done about an hour before. And I was trying to sort out my car insurance. So I've also changed my car. And I've gone from a, a, a two-litre saloon with some electric power down into a one-litre say at Ibiza and the insurance. Um, oh, I rang up my, my insurance company and uh, bear in mind it was £800 last year and they quoted me an extra £620 to pay. So I said, no, thank you. I will shop around and I didn't get it much cheaper. I got it, ended up getting a bit of a refund from my old insurers and still forking out another £700 for a one litre car. So that's depressing at the age of 32. But I thought you're living in a, a nicer neighbourhood now as well. I am now, yeah. So I'm downgrading on the form. Sorry? Did you not put that on the form? <laughs> no, because they'll probably up the price. You don't change anything, do you? Yeah. Um, I'm a bastard. So anyway, I was very annoyed and angry because I wanted to get this run done, well, an hour earlier. And I was quite stressed. Um, because I just assumed I'd be saving some money, and I did not. So I was pretty angry about that. But the run um, went well, so and I felt pretty good. So uh, that perked me up, and Tom was on form, as always, on Wednesday afternoon. Um, I, I took actually quite a few positives from that, the fact that, you know, maybe I am adapting some marathon training because that's typically a long run, and I really did feel fine. Now the issues start a little bit. Um, Thursday, I planned on doing seven miles in the morning, seven miles in the evening. And Wednesday night, I also didn't get any sleep. Or I did. I woke up at like after half an hour and then didn't get to sleep again until about 4 a.m. So when I woke up at about seven, half seven on Thursday morning, I was like, probably shouldn't go for a run. So I didn't. I was sensible. Carried out my day. So I did 10 miles in the evening. Um, no, I didn't. I don't know when I did that. Did, was it the afternoon? Uh, 
so evening, 9.36 miles. Oh, no, 3.24. Oh, yeah, oh, that's it. So I ran... Yeah, I lied. 3.24, 10 miles. Yeah, on Thursday. So, yeah, I ran from work, actually, and then we had coaching before. So, yeah, I ran on my own. Pretty miserable run. It's pretty mardy. It's pretty tired, but... It's fine. It is what it is. I was quite pleased because I was really tempted to sack it off. Now, Friday was when uh, Ron and I was moving into this new house. So I worked on Friday morning. It was also when it rained all day, like everywhere, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and I was determined to get moved. So we'd had a van. And so I worked in the morning, um, Moved some bits in the afternoon and then in the evening we moved more bits, got the van, stuck my bed in. I was also on the park run director duties this week and we were shy on volunteers like by Thursday. I was like having to put out another call on Friday. I probably shouldn't, I probably should have waited to move um, and manage my time better, but I didn't. So after I didn't really slate them, but said there was no point to doing these progression runs, now, Friday, when I eventually moved in, I thought, I need to go for a run. And it was absolutely pissing it down. I didn't know where I put my coats either. So I borrowed one of Ronnie's coats, which I don't even think was like a running coat. I think it was like one of those, it was a new balance coat. It was like, I think like one of those old football coats that were like, like 40 quid thick ones. Um, the hood didn't fit properly. So I tied it up. The 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 the, 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 the toggles kept, toggles kept hitting me in the face when I was running. And I was freezing, absolutely freezing. So I didn't look at my watch once. I was like, do you know what? Maybe this is the night where I do like a, a 6.30 pace run just to get it done with because I was just tired, knackered, freezing cold and absolutely fucking piss wet through. Um, and, and when I actually got to bed that night, um, I'd looked at my run. So I thought, oh, I wonder what I did. And I also was late to bed. And I almost did a near-on-perfect progression. It was completely unintentional around a shit route, and I'll happily take some shit for this after laying into into them last week because it's absolutely pointless run, um, but I just wanted to be done quicker. So that's what I did. So apparently I started at 7.05 pace, and I finished it. My last full mile was a 5.39. So um, oops, and throw shit my way. I don't mind, but... I just wanted to get it done. Fair enough. Saturday, I, uh, well, yeah, as I said, I was directing at Parkman in the morning. And obviously, um, every time it's my turn to be run director, we have some form of storm or snowstorm, ice storm, windstorm, rainstorm. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the sunstorm, but I've not had that yet. And I don't know if they exist. So I got there in the morning. I was like, and today was a day. I was like, I need nothing to go wrong because um, I had a lot to do. And I wanted to, I wanted to double day again. Didn't happen. Um, I had a lot to do. And yeah, I needed it to go smoothly. 30 minutes before the start, my um, the guy, Darren, who was on the event turnaround says, we've had reports from a walker who said there's a tree covering uh, covering the path. Like, ah, uh, wonderful. So long story short, the tree got cleared, which was nice. And Portman went ahead as normal and nobody hurt themselves or killed our heart attack. So I'm happy about that. Uh, results went went through fine. And 
I then had a manual lifting day. Uh, we were moving all around this big stuff in the van and driving around and whatnot. Luckily, it wasn't raining. Conditions for Parkrun actually were perfect. So for, for those that ran it, it was quite nice. And it was quite a nice morning to volunteer. Um, ran in the evening, couldn't be asked, But I was like, I can't go fast again because I will die because I was so tired. I didn't get much sleep Friday night either um, because obviously I was moving late and everything. And I was up early Saturday morning and then busy all day Saturday. So I did 10 miles, um, I think average like seven, yeah, seven eleven, And it was the first time I've been on one of these runs in a long time. I was running, I was probably about two miles away from home, maybe two or three miles away from home. And my legs started to ache. Like on a recovery run, that's not a good thing. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. Um, probably shouldn't have done a progression the night before. Probably should have been sleeping more this week. And like, Obviously, two days of manual lifting and cramming everything in was not a very smart thing for me to do. So I knew in the morning I kind of wanted to do 22 to 24 as a long run. I was kind of a little bit daunted by it because I was absolutely knackered. So Sunday, long run, run with um, Ben, Tom and Jordan from Tom's. And yeah, me, Ben and Tom did 24 miles in two hours 37 and at 21 miles was okay but the whole time Jordan and Tom were on the front and it just meant that every time you got close to them they went faster and faster and it's fine but Ben's wanting to run like sort of in the 230s region at Malaga um, so he was already like chomping on a bit of a I, I wait we need this guy. I've got James who's doing that pace. I've got no one to run with. You've got Ben who's got no one to run with. Two, stick them together. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. James and Ben will will. Where does James live? By uh, born by me. So, nah. we'll get we'll get some link up. But worst case, they can they can pace it together on the day. Well, we've all so, got six five four three two one k next a week after the next. So I'm sure. We oh, you're doing. Are you doing that? Yeah. Oh, perfect. So we've got that at some point. Yeah, awesome. Anyway, um, so we did this run and I was absolutely fine to like 21 miles. And we got lucky. We only had to run through one flood and it was at 21 miles. I think if we'd hit that at three miles, it would have been a miserable run. But um, yeah, trying to keep Jordan uh, Tom wound in the whole run. Um, it was fine. Jordan was feeling good. He's he's getting in shape and he had a big week. Um. By the end of it, that last mile was so hard. It was so difficult, and I was absolutely bollocksed. Um, I also I, I didn't work out, but I had two gels in quick succession because I kind of wanted to test my gut and see if I could handle it. And so I think I had two gels within the space of maybe 40 minutes. Um, might be able to work it out. Uh, I had it there. So I had a gel after about I had a gel after about 10 miles or I think during the 10th mile, and the next one probably probably during my 13th or 14th mile. So probably too close together. So I did feel a little bit ropey towards the end. And when I was in the car on the way home, I thought I was going to have to stop and be sick. What, what, gels, what gels are you using? So I'm going to stick with the SIS beta gels. Um, there's the Raspberry... Raspberry, no, strawberry and lime flavour 
tastes just like strawberry and lime copperbergs. And they're actually really nice. 40 grams per cards per hour. So um, anyone from SAS want to send over shitloads of those, please do so. That'll be awesome. Or anyone from Copperberg, send over Shane some strawberry and lime. Yeah, Copperberg. yeah Copperberg will be lovely as well. So 85 miles for the week. 85 miles for the week, all in singles. Got out a long run. It was very difficult. Moved house. That was very difficult. Fair play to those doing manual work. And um, was in charge department. That was very difficult. Difficult week, but got through it and I'm feeling strong and quite happy. Solid. There we go. Very, very solid. Um, it's nice to know that Josh still isn't here and we're nearly at half past eight. Um, no matter. No um, message from either. So let's go into your week, shall we? Yeah. So Monday, I I joined Alex. So Alex watched run early and I couldn't. And then he texted me after nine saying he still hasn't been. So we went out, um, joined him for 50 minutes. Also picked up Jim Morris, who's also doing Malaga. So he's an ex-Malaga, well, near Malaga, expat. He had a villa out there, so he knows the... Knows the area well. Um, he was he was uh, clipping along with some vapor flies, but yeah, we won't talk about his uh, yeah how much money he's bringing in. Um, but yeah, ten miles, seven oh sixes, all good. Um, is that Monday? Yeah, Monday sixteenth. Yeah, so uh, Monday, Monday evening. I got a text from Jake Richardson, who was coming up the A1 back to where where he lives. And it's going to be too dark when he got home. So he texts me and says, do I want to run at 4.45? I said, yep, come to mine. We'll do that. And he, he texts me bang on four, at 4.44 saying, you're on Barrowfield Drive, right? And I was like, yeah. So I stood by my window just on my phone. I was like, waited 15 minutes. I was like, I text Josh, I was like, should I go looking for him? Do you reckon he's, he's like crashed his car somewhere? But then I looked back at my phone, I'd read, he'd sent a reply saying he was here, just up the road, sat in his car, but I'd read it by accident. So I was waiting for him to text, but he'd already text me. So we got out at five o'clock. Um, I slowed him down a bit, I think. We did seven miles at 720s, just out and back um he's on the big comeback so i said i said to jake on that you know that's a 70 what did i do 17 mile double day that's the first double day in about i before i reckon before covid that i've doubled with somebody oh nice so well, you did you did say that was like one of your issues wasn't it yeah so good to have some people back um now the people are flocking to you, mate. Yeah, Tuesday, I I jumped on the treadmill for this one. I can't remember if it was really windy or what, but I jumped on the treadmill. Um, 15 minutes warm-up, then I did three lots of four, four minute, three minute, two minute, one minute. 90 seconds after the four and the three, one minute after the two, and two minutes between the sets. And actually... Um, pace wise, I've sort of, I think I was, um, the four minutes were like at 309 pace, about 505. 
the three minutes it's sort of five minute miling and then the one minutes were 20 kilometers an hour so i sort of just increased it 0.3 kilometers an hour on the treadmill did you have an aim going into it like what you would hit these at the four three two one um what kind of start the four minutes around threshold and work down towards 10k pace probably quicker so kind of did that but i i think because on the treadmill because i'm you slow down to like my jogs were like four like seven minute mile in pace but you're not often jogging you know, even when you have 90 seconds recovery, you're only doing that for, for 60 seconds. Those splits when I'm doing a session, I pretty much hit a pretty solid eight miles. I rolled out 519, 535, 37, 23, 23, 39, 25, 21, and then a 558, because that probably included mm-hmm. some of the cool down. So it didn't feel too bad. Um and I suppose I can, the only thing I can compare it to is, you know, I've done plenty of sessions on the treadmills over treadmill over recent weeks, and I've not really done anything at that speed. So when I kicked it off at the first one at 19 kilometers an hour for four minutes, it felt a bit odd, but I got used to it. So um, it was more, I find it tricky. The, the hardest thing I find on the treadmill, if I'm outside doing that session, I will stick to it no problems. On the treadmill, I'll start going. I might, I might just do a seven-minute rep. So I don't have to do a four and a three. And I start to try and change it. I think at one point on the second set, I was like, "I'm going to do four minute, four minute, three minute, three minute, two minute." And I was like, "No, just do the session." I'm just, I think it's out of boredom. You're trying to just give you something, something to do. But anyway, uh, fourteen-minute cool down, and then I think I jumped in the car to pick up Eliza straight after that. I think that's why it was only 14 minutes. I know it's pretty precise. Um, I've just pressed back on my Strava and it's not gone back to the right day. But anyway, um, Wednesday, I procrastinated a lot of Wednesday. And it's not like I forgot that I had to pick up Eliza and then wouldn't be able to run, but I pretty much did that. So it got to four o'clock and I was like, well, I, I can only get 45 minutes done now. So I did 45 minutes or 43 minutes, in fact, uh, 6.56 pace. Picked up Eliza. I laid this potentially part one of 90 minutes. Part two never happened. So Wednesday was just 43 minutes. Thursday, um. I was in the office, we had a board meeting, and then, I yeah, I think I had to put Eliza to bed and things. So I didn't, I nearly didn't do this at all. I jumped on the treadmill at 8.42, and I wanted to do a progression run. And I had missed my double, so I made it an extra long progression run. I think what I did from memory is blocks of 20 minutes. So I did 20 minutes kind of easy. And then the next hour, I gradually picked it up. I think I went something like 
16 and a half kilometers an hour average for the first 20 and then 17 and a half then towards 18 and a half um and other than being a bit boring and sweating a lot okay i got through i think two and a half episodes of the serpent which was on bbc a few few months ago so i cracked well i'll come to well the next day so that was 15 miles 553 hour 28 um dan hogg commented on that one saying couldn't wait to hear about it so that's for you dan the what are we on now friday as shane said absolutely disgusting weather i i went out to the i went out the door in a jacket to do 90 minutes and it was too wet for me and i was like i can just jump on the treadmill but when i jumped on the treadmill i I just regretted. I don't like doing long, easy runs on the treadmill. They're too boring. But I got through another two episodes of This Serpent, so I pretty much watched half the series in two treadmill runs. Um, I managed to get through 90 minutes, 6.57, called it easy. Clarity popped up, said, um, behave yourself. He must just have a few of us on, on like, notifications on or something so he knows we've exercised and it must trigger him to go look on Strava because he ain't running um maybe it's just really interesting how his pals are getting on mate anyway Josh said that's not easy that's a walk so um so yeah by Saturday I'd had enough of the treadmill unsurprisingly um and to be honest I ran him on Friday, I don't know why, to be honest, but on Friday, I ran in peg turbos because they were the closest shoes to hand. I've had a bit of a sore foot over the last couple of weeks, which usually comes on after wearing alphas. And I felt it a bit more after the Friday run, probably because I'd ran Thursday, Friday on the treadmill. So I'd done 28 miles on the treadmill and worn peg turbos which are just a bit slappy in um saturday morning i did 10 miles with sam price um we did 722 pace so i think the first mile was or first k was horrendously slow um we had a good dad chat about karma baby swimming so you'll get to that one day shane i will not it's when you you go to a small heated swimming pool, usually with a bunch of women, and sing songs, sing songs with people you've never met before in your life, songs that you don't know, and your baby cries for about an hour usually while they get wet. That's karma, baby. Swimming. Some, some people would call that a rave, mate. <laughs> um, Saturday evening, I got double done at the grass. So the football pitches are out at the, at the cricket pitch now. But because they only cut the inner cricket pitch in the summer and they leave the outside to be quite long, apart from about a metre around the boundary, you can still see, it's like a darker colour, the inner the circle of the cricket, so you can still do cricket pitch laps. I got almost four miles into this and a guy, so the whole of the, 
the whole of this field has been cut to the same length at the moment. And I'm running around in circles. This guy could walk around the edge with his dog, but no, he also walks around the cricket pitch area with about, I say 30 foot doglet. It could be bigger. Is it one of those big, like, bungee cords? But he had it on that while I was running around. So I had to give him about a hundred meter berth. Otherwise the dog would just like run across and trip me up. So it was, so that's why if you look at my Strava trace, I've done some random laps at the end just to avoid this guy. So that was fun. Anyway, five miles, six fifties. We had a session Sunday morning. So the session was six K warm up, six by three K off a K flow. So 15 miles, 24k. And then 6k jog was meant to be the plan. Um warm up, all good. The noises that Ben and James make at the start of the Sunday long run. It reminds me of you. It's like creaky old man. It's like oh, you know, oh, oh like lads. 36k to go. <laughs> Um, you you wait till that group in Malaga, mate. Uh, um, yeah. So for the three k, I wanted. So I bought some vaporfly vaporfly free last week. Um, and I thought I'd stick. I've got a pair of vaporfly ones, like that aren't that. They're not in bad condition. Maybe they've done more miles than I thought they had. So I stuck those on. So I thought I'll. I'll just see what it's like in Vaporfly again. Actually, I wore them for the K-On session. And I did say it seemed to impact my core a bit. I'd say they feel a little more responsive than Alpha Flies, but they don't feel like they give as much back as Alpha Flies. And certainly uh, on the cool down and the day after, you know you've worn Vaporflies compared to Alpha Fly, which is ridiculous when you consider less than three years ago i would have said vaporfly compared to an old flat is ridiculously like you get no pain it's crazy that i'm saying it but it happened anyway um the turning was all soft yeah basically and as i say i don't know if it's maybe a little bit of those those vapors that i had are dead but ben had the same issue um so i wanted to run these 3k blocks at 320s the K's off at 350s. So I took the first rep, 10 minutes, bang on, 318, 21, 19, 350 for the float. Right, my pace judgment is on point. Ben Ben takes the the next rep. Um, The first 500 metres, he ran at five minute miling. It was about 305 through 500. So he then backs it off but obviously he backs it off to about 325 pace. We went through the K in 3.15. I said, because we we're going down a hill, I was like, when we get onto the flat, I'm just going to let Josh in. Um, Josh, on his new iPhone 15 Pro, he's got on Zoom, just to make everyone aware that he's got an iPhone 15. I'm just talking through my week, Josh. You can you can wait there. Hello, hello. Um, so, yeah, I said to him, you're going to have to, like, push on on the flat because we've slowed it down here. 
and he does the same. He puts in an effort. So we went three fifteen, three sixteen, and then three twenty three. But that three fifty, it, it basically was a hard way to run it. Then we ran a three forty seven, good. Then I took the next one. We started up a hill. I called this the Malaga start. I don't know how. I say, I say a hill. Does it give me? Um, three. I actually says twelve foot downhill. Well, it did start up a hill. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, so it went three eighteen. There is, there's not any part of your Strava trace that goes up, mate. I know, no. great, isn't it? <laughs> three eighteen, three twenty one, twenty two. So ten minutes again. Then we were into the wind, so it's a three fifty six. I think you lose signal there as well. Three fifty six of the float. Ben starts the next rep into the wind, goes out at ridiculous pace again, runs three fifteen. So we went three fifteen, eighteen, seventeen. Three forty eight for the float. Um then I took it and ran nine fifty eight. So Pretty good again. 351 float. Um, and then Ben finished it off a little bit better. Like I think it was 955. Um, I took a gel after the I took after the second one and after the fourth one. And the caffeine Morton gel, I had the same issue as when I took it on the K's with you. It messed me up. I had to stop after the last 3K rep. So before that last float because I had such a stitch in my ribs. I basically the last K of the last rep, I don't think I breathed. <laughs> I was just sort of just running behind Ben, just like, just keep running because you need to finish this now. But I couldn't really breathe in because it was just hurting so much. So anyway, um, felt pretty good. I thought Ben was, sand- I thought he was struggling a bit on some of the floats and then he just kept, kicking off so he's he's obviously in, in okay shape so he needs to get out of his head that 225 is the same he needs to look at 222 um and then we waited for james at the end because james did the session on his own behind us and i've lost my strava so the cool down we did just over well Three three point three miles back to the car. James only did three because he was not in a good state. Um, because I set his session, I'm gonna call him out. I set his session. I said, if you do the on reps at three forty pace, I can't remember. There's like five forty five. Is it five fifty? And then yeah. float at like. 410 he went through the first k in 321 <laughs> he was just behind us i kept looking back i was like do i say something so <laughs> uh, but he just but he actually ran he he fought in his head he ran really badly but he actually ran it pretty pretty well but just obviously put himself in a, in a hurt locker anyway did you um, know what that reminds me of or who that reminds me of aaron mike channing Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, my hero. I think it was about a hundred point something, hundred and one maybe miles for the week, maybe hundred and one. Um so you 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 were over a hundred because I looked 
already. So yeah, the but again, wearing the Vaporfly has made my foot a little sore this week, um, and I don't know if it's. I don't know. I, I asked Shane, and Shane said told me to get a scan, but I can't be asked to get a scan. So, um, yep. I saw Ruth today, who's also who's actually got a stress reaction, um, in the same place on the second metatarsal. Her, she said I would know if I had that because she, it hurts. Whereas my, I, I had that on this, my second metatarsal. Uh, is it is your second one the one nearest your big toe, the one nearest your little toe? Nearest little. I had I had a stress. Do you remember I did right. around with you? I warmed right. up with you around high. Big. Oh, okay. So mine's yeah, my fine. fourth metatarsal. Yeah, I had that over my foot, and I ran on that for a fair while. It really hurt downhills, but on the flat, I could bear, certainly bear it. I don't feel it when running. Oh, uh, I won't crack on, mate. But yeah, I will. Um, mine. Hurts. I just think, right? If you're committing to Malaga, you've got a I... You might as well run till you can't. If I bend, if I like, is it either if you like put your feet out and like bend my toes, I feel it then. It's almost like it's a tight, you know, like, um, you know, like plantar fascia, fasciitis. Plantar fascia. Yeah, I couldn't remember. What I, was, I was trying to think while I was talking, which is never a good idea. Um, it almost feels like that. And it's sort of almost like I want to crack my foot feeling better so you uh, we've all seen your what your feet do when when you run and you do run a bit unorthodox um it could yeah it could be like that basically you've just upped your mileage it's taken a bit of a battering and it's just a bit bit sore um it could be anything from that to a stress fracture it's probably not a fracture if like it doesn't hurt all the time but you don't know for sure but like you can't you get a stress response and a stress reaction and a stress fracture so it could be nearly last first one. Um, I think the other oh. thing is, I I I sort of agree. Obviously, the intensity has gone up, but um, I think it's the shoes these days, and potentially an over reliance on on carbon for sessions, which my foot isn't doing any of that toe off. So it's sort of in a fixed place, like rocking yeah. off rather than flexing. So, so if, you, yeah. if you think if you think of the muscles, you mentioned like it felt might felt tight a bit like plantar fascia, plantar fasciitis. So you're you've got muscles in between your bones, in between your mesotarsals, muscles, tendons, loads of soft tissue. Sometimes that if that if if your foot's getting restricted within a shoe and the shoe is doing the work, your bones aren't moving much. They're just getting bent. Mm. So those muscles aren't working how they perhaps would have done in a different different shoe. So it could just be that they're really tight. Yeah. Uh, well, and you just need need to get get Jenny to give you a foot massage, mate. And that ain't happening anytime soon. She'll yeah, we're not going near my feet. Yeah, don't don't think many people go near your feet, mate. So uh, I do have a question on your training week. Go on then. So, well, well, another big week. What did you hit? 101-ish, I think, yeah. Nice. So, within the week, you've done quite a few longish runs. So, like, 
a duration that's no that's not recovery. Um, why? So, um, basically, because I didn't double. <laughs> so it is literally just chasing the volume, get the volume in. Yeah, which is bad. So Thursday and Friday were. So Thursday was meant to be a double with an easy progression run, but it turned into a long progression run that wasn't particularly easy. Friday was meant to be, well, no, because Wednesday only did six and a half. So I missed my 90 minute run on Wednesday. I then put that on Friday. So it sort of compounded that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, double 10 and five, and then Sunday long. So yeah, the, I mean, to be honest, I now we're we're seven weeks out. This this period between seven and two weeks out, or seven and ten days out, is where I consider the peak to be. And I will typically now only session Wednesday, Saturday, or Wednesday, Sunday. Um, I was kind of chasing a bit of fitness, trying to add in an extra either a progression run or a tempo just to chase a bit of fitness um while i could but but now now the things are really ramping up i just don't think that's sensible and obviously it's not if my foot's starting to hurt so um so yeah that's it go cool. um josh now you're here you missed yeah your so now, now now everyone can skip to what 20 minutes in you missed your intro um Go on, redo it and for me. No, you you're pathetic. Basically, um, you haven't got a cold. You could have recorded. No, no, no. I, I, so they, uh, let me talk you through this. <clears throat> I woke up, so I went to bed on Saturday evening, and I did have a little sniffle. I thought, ah, oh, I'll be all right. Didn't really think much of it. I woke up on Sunday, and I thought, oh, I do feel a little bit rough, but I thought I'm still going to run. I feel all right. I might just go a little bit slower. So I did go, I'll come to Sunday on my week. but So I did run a little bit slower. Sunday evening, I felt like I'd been hit by a bus. I felt honestly horrendous. And I I, I barely slept Sunday evening. Um, you know when you like your nose is blocked and you just can't breathe? And actually, in the night, I got up three times. You know when you, you know the Olber soil? Do you know when you like boil a... a the boiler kettle fill um, a bowl up and put a couple of drops of olive soil in and then put a towel over it and then decongest your nose. Do you ever, have you ever done that? Yeah. I love doing that. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I had to do that three times between 2am and 6am because I couldn't breathe. So when I woke up, my original plan was to go on the bike and I thought, Oh, I can't even face going on the bike. And that's when I said to you guys, I, at that point I was like, I don't even think I'm going to work um and then that's why i said i don't think i can record today i feel horrendous and then i i found this thing called sudafed and it just made me feel fine so i was like fuck it i'm gonna go for a run so i went for a run and i thought i feel all right i'm gonna bike as well and at that point it was like half past eight quarters to nine and it was two dates anyway so have you shane have you ever considered that josh might over exaggerate injuries or illnesses because He's either got the <laughs> Maddie's shake. Best, uh, Maddie's nodding her head. <laughs> the best recovery time known to man, or he's over exaggerating how much his injuries hurt, and or his illnesses are. 
Well, I asked Maddie to diagnose what was wrong with me. And she said it was a cold. I think it was more serious than that. I felt quite bad. Um, to, to be fair, actually, the worst part of it, I think it was something with my sinuses because I was getting really bad teeth ache or toothache. Um, and it, no, it was like all around here. Yeah. It was really clogged. And it was basically, apparently it's your sinuses get blocked. Yeah, but it's also to do with blood pressure when you have a cold. Uh, yeah, I mean, e- either way, it didn't feel so great, but we're back. Right, <laughs> talk us through your, your Monday to Sunday. Then. So, <laughs> Monday last week, uh, I went out with Sam, and I think I told you guys last week because we recorded on the Tuesday, we've got the new some new mileage shoes. Um, Maddie's just said, by the way, she's just texted me saying, I diagnosed you as a hypochondriac. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. I agree. Um, so yeah, so I went out with uh, Sam on Monday and it had eight miles. So that was the day after Great South. My legs pulled out really good off that. Um, and I knew those shoes felt pretty pretty handy because I, I was basically jogging in tights and we ran 619s and like they just felt so, so bouncy, um, which, was, which was good. So I had easy 10 miler on Tuesday. I put easy ish because I knew I wasn't running slow, but I genuinely did feel pretty good. Um, I did get stitched up a little bit by Strava because you know what? It really pisses me off when it clicks 10 miles on your watch and then it just takes it off. Um, So it put 9.99. So I averaged 546s. And I knew this was probably going to be a little bit quicker than some like other runs when, when my first mile was 5.54. And again, I like, I deliberately didn't try. I like, I don't try to push that. I just, my legs felt good. So I thought, well, the legs feel good. I'm not doing a session today. So I'll just carry on as feel. But you'll probably say that was too fast. You can do what you want, mate. No. Oh, we don't mind it. Okay, fine. Um, And then Wednesday, oh. This was utterly horrendous. The weather here, I don't know what it's been like there, but it was it was like a monsoon. So I was, I, I felt pretty bad. I did twelve miles on the treadmill. I, I I did put it down to six minute miling, but actually I, my legs felt a bit tired, probably from the day before. So I eased it off a little bit, and I was running like three fifty five per k. What's that? Three fifty five, about six, ten, fifteens. Yeah, yeah, so I did that did that for 12 miles i thought i had a really bad evening um so it got changed and i walked out the gym and there was a guy who had been stabbed so i thought actually in hindsight my evening has not been too bad i'm yeah. not joking he had li- he had literally been stabbed he was covered in blood and there's police everywhere um welcome to cardiff christ yeah um so that was Wednesday. Thursday, I had 60 minutes steady. So this is it's kind of, uh, Rob, Rob's sort of been building this one up. Um, kind of similar to what, what I've been doing on Tuesday with the progressions has been building as well. So uh, I had three mile warm up, which was fine. 60 minutes steady. It was 5.30 to 35s and a three mile warm down. Oh my God, the monsoon, it hit. So I was wearing a vest tucked in with a t-shirt and then arm warmers that's like my go-to session in the winter outfit 
Um, I actually ditched the t the t shirt and the arm ones because they were so heavy, like they would they were just like unrunnable with them. Um, so I ditched them and I picked them up Friday morning because I left them in Butte and then ran home. Um, I felt pretty good. I just I was kind of uh, with those. I kind of just look at the average pace every so often and then sort of make sure I'm within the range and uh and carry on. So, uh, Aaron, are you on your laptop? Can you see what the overall? I think I think from memory it was five thirty ones for the 60 minutes um if it breaks that down for me what's that lap yeah it should do because i'd lap it 530 530 for 11 mile there you go uh oh so i I went to 11 mile as well because it was kind of stressing me out it was 30 seconds over so ended up actually when i looked at it on the face of it i was like oh 60 minutes steady that's not too bad but then when you add a warm-up and a warm down it's 17 miles so I finished work a little bit early that day um, and tried to get it in the light, which was uh, very, very beneficial. Then Friday, um, I ran with Mr. Hamilton and uh, I did six miles sort of recovery run, um, went out early. So first mile, what I have noticed is if I run in the morning, my first mile is really slow. And then once I get warmed up, I'm okay. Um what does but yeah, mean? did I just really, really slow in Josh's mind is seven oh nine people. Just put that, <laughs> which is fine, which is uphill as well. Pace. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, so basically where Maddie lives is very slightly uphill to railway bridge. So the first four hundred meters is is like, yeah a bit ropey. Sometimes I actually walk the first four hundred meters and then start from the top of the bridge, but that day I didn't. Um, so yeah, once we got going, um, I felt good. Dan actually, um, I mean, he did more than I would probably do. He, did, he was back to 10 mile runs. Um, but yeah, respect it. Then, sat, so after that, I actually, the, one of the reasons I ran in the morning was because I went to see Gareth for massage. And I'm trying to get a bit more regular, minimum uh, once a fortnight. Um, so I went to see Gareth just to kind of keep on top of my calf more than anything, but like an all over. And he did some needling in my calf. Oh my God. It was so, so like, not sore isn't the right word. It just felt like it was going to cramp all day. So Rob actually told me to have Saturday off. Just, I was meant to have 12 mile hilly run. It was like, there's no point risking it because your calf's like, and actually when I woke up on Saturday, it was fine. Um, but I was like, well, uh, this, yeah, it's just not worth it. Um, it felt much, much better afterwards. But basically, you know when you get needling and it feels like it's sucking the needle into you? I basically felt like I'd taken the whole needle. It was horrendous. Um, and my back was quite tight. But so, yeah, they're, they're just things I just want to keep on top on. It's so dramatic. <laughs> it felt like, honestly, it felt like I'd taken the whole needle. It's horrendous. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and then so yeah, didn't run Saturday and then did 20 miles on Sunday. So back to the sort of longer runs. Um, so had a few of us out. So met <clears throat> met with Ed, Jake, and Dan. Uh, no, not Dan. Who else did we meet? I'm trying to think who else we met. Ben Miles met with us. I'm doing some, someone missed justice. Huh? Well, I've forgotten them. I can't remember. I, I can't remember. Well, um, blocked me on Strava to whether I can see who you're from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I as I'm, as, yeah, because yeah, I have private. You have to be a follower to see that on my 
thing. I, I don't know why it doesn't show everyone. Um, anyway, as we started, there was a group probably of 25 Met students. Um, so what, what I think that this is when Ben joined us because they started really slow. And he was like, I can't run that slow, so I'll run with you guys. Um, so we did start start reasonably slow. Um, and then at about 11 miles, Jake and I ran on our own. So he did 30K, which is, what, 18 and a half? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just, I just carried on to 20. Um, so I said to Rob, actually, I, I, I st uh, started a little bit slower because um, I felt a bit ill. And he, he said, what, did you do the first 19 slower? um because the last one was the only one sub six so that is my week so i think i'll be on a 73 but that's because i thought i'd be on 85 with the 12 miles yeah 73 right? yeah, 73 exactly there you there you go um solid right strava leaderboard um for last week it's josh you've got to open or do we do it uh, yeah, I have to do it. I'm on my phone so tonight. Jake Barraclough, top 144. Jasper McDowell, 130. Phil Sessman, 127. I still can't get into the top 50. Oh, I got 15th. Um, but Josh, of the top 15, I have the quickest average pace. Very good. Do you know what? I, one thing, I, I, I saw Jake's mileage again. I'd love to see his monthly mileage. He must have averaged oh, 135. Yeah, he must have yeah. averaged 135 miles for the last month. Yeah, well, he's done 144, an average of 652, so he's not hanging around. Um, no, I think top of the women's was Anya 93 and a half. Um, just scrolling through, hopefully, don't miss anybody. Um, Lara Gromolo 83.4 and who else have we got? Sally O'Gorman, 80.6. If I've missed somebody, I'm sorry. But but yeah, we'll have a look quick. So we do average pace, Josh, for you. I know you like that sort of thing. Uh, Josh Lunn and Jake Smith, top of the leaderboard. Um, Could have been more fitting after let's, Sunday. Let's, let's, look, let's just look at, look at the top five. Um, I mean, two of them have done nothing. <laughs> There's Jake Smith, Josh Lunn and Dan Jarvis. What have those three got in common? <laughs> absolute legends <laughs> um right uh what we got next listener question i asked for those this evening i literally I feel like i feel like we haven't done uh listener questions in about a month well i've got one here how far would your longest run be in the marathon training block whether it's a full session with warm-up or just one pace and how close to marathon pace would it be Josh, what's your longest run in the block? So, my in my last block was twenty four, but I know Tash in her last block did twenty five, and it'll be like what we call easy run pace. So for me, it's probably like five fifty five, six minute miling. No, that's so, not easy for twenty five miles. Sorry, that is not easy for twenty five miles. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah no, but that's what we we, that's what we, it's easy that's what we call. Easy run pace. <laughs> yeah, so that's what forty seconds on our side of the marathon pace. Something like uh, that. No, more than that. Forty-five. Well, it depends what your marathon pace is, doesn't it? Five oh five. 
you can't call it. <laughs> your your <laughs> current marathon pace is what five sixteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's about forty seconds slower than marathon pace. Oh, okay. Forty-five. Um, yeah, I think my longest is usually usually twenty-five. So I do. I usually do like a one that's about twenty-four, twenty-five. That's steady. This time I ran it at six twenty something. I've done it with Josh before, where we've done like twenty at sixes in the middle. Um, so I've done that a few times, and there's another session which I break up, which often is about forty k, which is what twenty twenty five miles as well. Um, and that will be blocks. I think it's actually usually like 30k progression then a couple of efforts at the end to replicate tired legs so so yeah i do 25 yeah, i mean actually thinking about it just to add back to mine i i did that i did that big 24 mile session as well which is continuous um and you got 14 miles in the middle which is faster than marathon pace so i think when i did it in spain it actually ended up i did 24 miles and average 521s so yeah. I mean, that's what ten seconds slower than marathon pace. There, uh, it's actually five five twenty runs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll let you have your marathon pace when you've run it, Joshua. Um, Thanks, Shane. What's yours? So mine's going to be twenty four. What I've just done, and when I did my marathon build uh, for my two fifty nine, I did actually do a marathon, but will not count that. I think yeah, the same as you two, but. I'll add a bit of reasoning behind it. I, you know, we're, we're all trying to run times that are, you know, we, we can run over distance. I don't think anybody, no matter who you are, should do any more than a three-hour run. Like, I think once you start going over that time, it's really hard for the body to recover from it. So we're lucky. We can we can run over time. So I, I like the idea of doing 24 because I knew I'd be running for about, anywhere from two and a half to two hours 40. So in theory, at Malaga, when I'm on two hours and I'm hanging, I can tell myself that I've run for 40 minutes longer than this, even though obviously I've not run at the same pace. Um, I think, again, there's many ways to do it. That long session you do, Josh, 10 seconds slower than marathon pace as an average, that's really hard. So like, if you do those, I think they take a while to recover from, but, but then they'll give you such good confidence. Um, and I think it also depends... Maybe not so much Josh because he runs a bit quicker than me and Aaron. But when you're running quite slow for your recovery runs, when you're on high volume, you're not able to get a huge amount of volume at marathon effort in a typical build. If you're going to be running three and a half hours or four hours, your recovery pace is closer to marathon effort. So I think you get more chance to run closer to marathon effort. So it's, as always, contextual. I like the thought of being able to run over distance. But if I if I was maybe like a three hour marathon runner, I'd probably do three hours, but I might be doing like twenty two or twenty three. Yeah, um, that's yeah, just a bit more context behind it. I suppose it's one like session at marathon. The longest one I do at, at marathon paces is typically fifteen miles or twenty five k, and it's not always at marathon paces at marathon effort typically like i've actually ran it what i thought actually probably felt a little bit harder than marathon effort and it still was slower than my pace i hit on the day so 
I don't think you necessarily need to get hung up on needing to hit um, goal marathon pace for an extended period of time. Because once you taper, it, it will feel easier. That's the the hope anyway. Because I know I, hope so. I quite like a few people I've seen do 25 to 30k at like 95% marathon pace, which I think is like 10 seconds per mile slower, something like that, which actually is maybe a safer way of, of doing a sustained run that actually probably feels quite like marathon pace, but it's not going to put you in a hole. Um, I've seen so many people, I think, over the last few years on Strava put out these, Josh included, these massive sessions, but then not being able to back it up on race day. Yes, a few of them have done them, but I'd say the higher percentage of them don't then convert, you know, once they do these massive, massive sessions, they're then not able to replicate on race day, maybe because they're putting too much in. Um, it's, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to judge. Um, and it's a bit of trial and error sometimes. Um, I think you've just got to be confident that you don't need to do masses at marathon pace. Um, We've all, I've, I've, shit, we've all seen, you know, plenty of blocks of, where people haven't done more than half marathon or 15 miles at goal marathon pace and ran really well. So I wouldn't, I, you don't need to do 20 miles at marathon pace. I don't think, anyway. Um, uh, a couple of quick questions. Uh, firstly, one comes in from, on Instagram, her, her handle is Sarah Frisbury one two three. Um, Joshua's mum. This is from Joshua's mum. Has he got his pants on? Oh God! This is probably going to refer to my shorts from last week. Yeah. yeah. This is why parents shouldn't have social media. <laughs> like that that sentence in itself. So you can leave your pants off. <laughs> um. Yeah, just a couple more. Well, this one's a little bit more. What kind of shape is it aimed for starting a marathon block? And I, I think it's, it's almost an impossible one to answer because I know what shape I'd like to be in for a marathon block, but is that always possible? Probably not. It depends if you've just done a marathon maybe six weeks ago. I I kind of, I like the idea of being in good 5 10k shape about 16 weeks out and then sort of transit do a bit of a transition into the marathon phase but that very rarely works out and certainly for me in this marathon block i wasn't really in any shape at the start so it was just try and get in some shape i think josh you often do similar don't you try and get in a bit faster yeah so I'll actually answer this in reverse. I'll make the marathon block as long as I am unfit, if that makes sense. So based on my fitness, I will pick a marathon around that. For example, if I've been, if I've just come back from an injury, I'll give myself, depending on how much running I've missed, but say if I've missed two months of running and I need to build back slowly, once I've got to sort of a, 
a reasonable amount of mileage and I can start doing sessions, I'd probably pick a marathon 21 weeks away. We around at least 21 weeks away. Um, but I mean, so I guess it, it's similar to what Aaron says, but then say if you've come off the back of a marathon, everything's gone okay, you can probably get away with doing I know, a few weeks of few weeks of jogging um, and then maybe do 16 weeks. But again, I would, I would go into that uh, doing a 10K, sort of some steadier stuff, then a 10K stuff, um, 10K block, then a marathon block. So I think you can almost make the, your fitness what you want it to be, if that makes sense. Your 16 to 20 weeks, like the phase you're in right now, isn't the marathon block. And I think that's important to say to people because they, they yeah, don't yeah. do it. 16 to 20 weeks of marathon work whereas you're doing work now to prepare you for the marathon work when it comes like, maybe that's maybe that's what Phil Martin's done <laughs> no so yeah basically you have to get yourself fit enough to be able to do the marathon stuff yeah. and you need to be pretty fit to do it yeah. and, and this is my point so basically I would start a marathon specific block probably 10 weeks out I think Maybe yeah. even eight, maybe even eight weeks out and do it for six weeks. I think I can't can't exactly remember, but b- yeah, between the two, six, I think six, seven, eight weeks of it. Yeah, paper is loads. But I would be going into that pretty fit. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, can you go and so the first session Rob sets me in the marathon block is twelve miles at marathon pace. Can you do that? If you can't do that, then you're not fit enough. I would say, and that's hard. Like, really hard. Like, I mean, I'm not saying if you can't hit it to the second. Especially if you interpret your marathon pace as five minute violent. <laughs> so when I did it, I ran five fourteens. Um so yeah, I mean give or take like five seconds a mile or whatever. But if you're running fifteen seconds a mile slower than that, than what you want to run, then I would say probably pick a different marathon. Or pick um, a different target performance. Um, I only target performance, Shane. My 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 favourite question. I'm gonna let Shane answer this one first. Who would win in a fight between the three of you? Oh well, this is difficult because I'm from near mine, which means it should be me. Aaron's an angry fucker. And Josh always surprises us at times yeah. like this. So I'm actually going to go with Josh. I reckon Josh will win in a fight. Not a chance. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't. I, I'd probably not back me in this. <laughs> I, I used I would, to get beaten up regularly by my little brothers. I would have. I would have Shane as the odds-on favourite. In yeah, I think so. We allowed weapons. Yeah, I you, don't think you'd need exactly. one. <laughs> when you start talking about bringing weapons, it shows the sort of mentality you are. So, <laughs> win. Um, right, news. So, first bit of news: Road to Paris is now live on World Athletics. I had a quick look at the men's marathon rankings, and we at the moment have three men um, within the rankings. So, Emil Caress has qualified by entry standard, and Phil Sessman and Mo Farah are both in the world rankings quota at the moment because it's 80 they're going to take. Um, obviously, this will change over the, you know, Valencia's come in and the spring marathons. But I think at the moment, about 
a couple of 211 type performances will sneak you into the top 80. Josh, get your 211 in Seville, knock out a, a 62 half, and you could be in. Oh, what, through halfway? <laughs> no, you have to do, you have to, you get an average, don't you, of two races. I don't know how it works. For your ranking, it. yeah. It's, it's, it's points, and I, I think 80th spot is. Uh, one thousand one hundred seventeen points at the moment. Um, so, so, so if Mo Farah is our third, who's our fourth? Because obviously he's not going to run. Um, I don't think we had one. Oh no, we did. Uh, Wayne, Johnny Mello, surely. Wayne. Oh, okay. But Wayne's outside of the the quota with his okay. average. It's basically, as I say, it's, you need you need two runs, and some people have a half marathon in there, but the half marathon's always weighted a little bit lower. Um. I would I say uh, I would say Johnny Mellor's a good good shout to to take in in there. He's got a good he's got a re- reasonably good half. We've got a couple of good halves. He's also pretty fit as well when we come to the results. Are they going to um, take? Do you reckon they're going to take there? people on rankings? You Catholics? I don't. Know. I I don't know. I think for the Olympics, I think they. Well, I'd like to hope they will. Um, well, I I would never say yes. Based on the the crisis that's currently going on with their financial state, I, yeah. I doubt... We're not sending anybody. <laughs> they've just sacked their lead coach as well, haven't they? Yeah. So, not looking not looking great. But anyway, um, we'll keep an eye on that as things progress. It's actually quite good just to track what's going on because, yeah. Um, otherwise, you have no idea who's going to sneak in into those 80 spots. Uh, Inga Britson news. Did you, did you see this last week come out? Um, Depends what the news is. The Jakob, Philip, and Henrik claimed again that their father, as uh, it Jurgert, was aggressive and controlling and used physical violence and threats during their upbringing, which causes them feel, to feel discomfort and fear. Um, so, does this I, mean Eliza's going to be in one fifty six shape? I'm very, very different to Eliza than other people. She gets away with it. Um, the that means uh, Aaron's going to be in like 156 shape from Eliza being him up. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely true. It's definitely that way around. Um, the I did actually hear, sadly, that he wasn't invited to Jacob's wedding when the mum was, because the mum and dad. Is no way. He wasn't invited. Well, so, I mean, that's been abusing you. You don't want him at your wedding, do you? Yeah, but... I thought he still coached him. No, so they broke up the coaching relationship months ago. He, he, he's he been back. He's not allowed um, trackside, is he? Because he coaches Narve Nordas. Um, but they took away... I did not away. know this. Yeah, they split up before the World Champs. and um, But there's six kids, isn't there? And I know one of the others has come out in support of his dad, but... Either way, it's not. It's it's changed quite a lot from a few months ago when it was all happy families. But but yeah, um, that's Ingebrigtsen news. We'll go to some actual racing. Valencia half, um, like always, produced some rapid times on the men's side. Kibiwat Candy ran the fourth fastest time in history. Um, to to win the men's while Margaret Chalimo moved into the top ten 
of all time to claim the women's title. Do you know what's crazy about that men's time? So that's the fourth fastest ever. But it's only nine seconds slower than the world record. Yeah, well, I'll come to some stats in a second. I can't remember where I've put them about. Actually, I'll go to that. It, three Ethiopians beat the national record in that race. Mm. Um, so they're finally... So before Sunday, no Ethiopian man was inside the top 12 all time. Uh, Kajelcha was the record holder at 58.32. What did he run? He ran 57.41 per second. Gebru Wett was uh, also 57.41. I think Borrega was 57.50, was he? So Yeah. Um, so now Ethiopians occupy three of the top six all time. So they've made the mark finally on half marathon running. Um, yeah, on the the other things to note, I suppose, were national records went to Spain's Carlos Mayo, 59.39. I think that was a 30-odd year record. So there's a video of him pretty happy coming down the finishing line. And Portugal's Samuel Barata ran 59.40. Um, so he was the guy who was also happy just behind Mayo. Um, in the women's, I'd say Chalimo dipped 65 for the first time. She ran it, she won in 64.46. From a British perspective, Sam Harrison finished seventh in 67.10. And now she's third on the British all time list behind Paula. Radcliffe and Ailish McColgan. Um, big run from Sab. 67. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can imagine she's gunning for sub 67. You'd be a bit peeved if you're that close. Well, well I, what, I would be. What it made me think is, is obviously Charlie Perdue and um, Callie both ran 68 recently and then ran 222. Hmm. I mean, if you do the do the old school double, two fourteen twenty plus six minutes, two twenty twenty plus eight minutes, two twenty two twenty, it puts her in two twenty to twenty two range. Shane, it's got you over half. Can she get an hour group in Malaga? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, she's doing Valencia, isn't she? Yeah. Oh uh, no, she's doing Seville. Oh, it's doing Seville because she can't count the weeks. Yeah. So maybe we can get her out. She can pace it to Malaga then. Perfect. <laughs> Pull that out. Um, Would you reckon we'll be the first? Um, we could get the first official group in the world where female paces for male athletes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. Right, it's 2023. Let's catch up, guys. Yeah. Um, Leeds 10k. I think conditions pretty good for this on on Sunday morning. Uh, lightish winds on the women's side. Abby Donnelly of Lincoln took the win in thirty two oh five. Um, she won by twenty seconds from Georgie Greck um, of Hearn Hill in thirty two twenty five, and just behind her, oh, another sixteen seconds behind her was Sophie Wallace um, in thirty two forty one. She was just off few seconds off her PB. So Lincoln won three in that. Um, top eight women all round inside 34. One, one person that 
to note was Steph Davis was back racing. She finished fourth in 33-13. On the men's side, Iceland's um, Baldwin, Vinny, Magnussen, yeah. he did the win in 28-51. Josh likes to call them by their, by their nicknames. So. But today, um, he went to uni with a guy I was running with quite a bit in Flagstaff. Oh, we went to East Michigan. East Michigan, yeah. Because he's from Hull, isn't he? He's from up north somewhere. Yeah, I'm not sure where exactly. Yeah, hold on. Have you seen the... used to run for Kingsley's Bond Hall, I think. Yeah, so I've seen the finish. Um, So second was Johnny Mello in 28.53. Johnny was leading into the last 50 metres. Johnny... It looked like a marathon sprint finish. (laughs) Well, it looked like a marathon sprint finish because Johnny, just before the start did a 10k tempo in was it 30 30 30 30 and then a few minutes recovery 28.53 so he's looking in in decent nick um who was oh third was jed noblet of luton um i saw him race on the track a few years ago i would say he is an ian kimpton doppelganger both run for Luton. Both got the similar sort of lean in their head. Um, so if you can replicate some Vians times, they'll do well. Um, but yeah, top 15 all inside 30 minutes there. Only other um, result that I want to mention, and I've got a list of question about, or not question, a list of comment about this, was at Abington Marathon. Uh, Southampton's Alex Tewton made his debut over, over 26.2. He took the win in 2-19-22. Um, and he hasn't really got many results over the year. I think he ran at the relays, I want to say. Um, I had a quick nosy at Strava. Interesting build-up. I don't think he really went above. Maybe he did a couple weeks at 70. Does a lot of 6K doubles. So 6K in the morning, 6K in the evening. There's a lot of like... That's got to be a commute. Sorry? It's got to be a commute, surely. Yeah. And he just does a lot of four or five mile tempos at hard pace, like sort of five minute, four five, five minute mile. So, yeah, interesting, but solid, solid debut on your own on, I think, what's an undulating course. And he would have been way ahead of second place. So, so yeah, that's it. Anything else that I missed? None that I can think of. There was a few other races, I, but I didn't have them to hand in time. Uh, Josh Grace, I know, won Fleet 10K. Fleet 10K, 30 minutes, wasn't he? Yeah, he did He did want to tell me that he broke the course record, though. Fair enough. Um, right, anything happening big in your life this week, Josh? I'm trying to get better. Good. Shame. From, from my illness. I'm trying to get worse. Have you ran yet this week? Yeah. Just not upload to Strava? I don't know. Guess not. Okay, I'll let you off. I thought you were broken after your 24-mile run. I was, but I feel all right today. Recovered? No, I'm fine. Any per- any purchases for the house this week? Um, might Maybe get some bar stools. Got like a little kitchen bar thingy, so... 
We've um, we've we've had some. We're well connected. We've had many donations, which is nice. So yeah, if you you two are willing to donate something to the house, uh, Liza, I've missed I've missed the beginning of this, Shane. But that explains why you sound like you're in a wind tunnel. He's, got, <laughs> he's on um, he's hot spotting because he hasn't got broadband for two weeks. Yeah, a bit yeah. tricky. <clears throat> I've just remembered another thing I'm doing. I'm actually going to a Halloween party on Saturday. What should I what should I dress up as? A slutty ghost. I wanted something scary. <laughs> Do you know what? Um I think you should dress up as and maybe I don't know how you can get this costume together, but you should dress up as Kelvin Kipton. <laughs> that, that's scary. scary yeah get, get some red, get some Fake red. Uh, contacts yeah that's the one um, also I forgot to say the other thing I think I diagnosed myself with I think I've got freshers flu we we covered that at the start yeah oh said so you've been kissing too many girls and boys <laughs> um Good. What yeah. are you doing, Aaron? Well, I was going to do... There's a little local 10-miler this weekend, Fenland 10. Josh has done that before. Have indeed. Came fourth place to you. Yeah, I was going to do it, but I've seen it's about 50 mile per hour gusts and out in the fens. Yeah, it's not, not a good place. So I think that's probably off the cards. So I might, might just do it straight out. I don't know. Maybe a 25k marathon pace run or something. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, I need to sort that out. But yeah. You'll join the boys instead in Lincoln. You are doing a wave tempo, which I don't want to do. With two mile either side of it at threshold? I know. I've done that before with you. I just, can't, I just think you're a little bit too far ahead still for me. Behave. Um, well, tempo Tim is. Um, is, yeah, yeah, not really, not too much. Just trying to hope to go this foot thing, get some miles in, um, and yeah, just stay healthy. Like Josh, he's pretty healthy. But yeah, yeah that's it. Do the fed, mate. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah no, Josh has got secrets. Um, should be good. I need to get Eliza well. She's been a bit poorly, so that's not been good for my sleep. When you said you've been up between the hours of these, I was like. You can just come around and look after Eliza. Yeah, what, what I also didn't say is I slept great last night. I had 11 hours, undisturbed. <laughs> uh, honestly, I, it's, last night, I I went into Eliza's room at 11 p.m., uh, 10 to 1, 10 to 2, 4 o'clock, half 5, Half six, she came into our bed and then she didn't go to sleep. So I got up for, and I think I was up. I think I probably slept a tiny bit between those. So it's not ideal when they're ill. So that does sound rough. Yeah. It's, it's more, as you said earlier with your run, it's, it's, it's then when it comes to being able to run. Is that a sensible choice? Um, and often for me, it's I'm just going to go sleep for 
45 minutes instead. So that's what I do. But okay. anyway, um, hopefully next week I don't have a stress fracture and we'll speak again next Monday. Sounds. Sounds good, guys. All right. Bye.